How's it going, peoples? Welcome to another episode of I'm in my 20s and I own a mic. We are excited to bring you this episode today. Should be some awesome content as we are going to be talking about the events that have happened at the Standing Rock Indian Reservation. The events of Standing Rock are now in the national spotlight, and it's important for us to realize what this is about. And to answer that question, it's best to realize that there's a lot of answers to why Standing Rock is in national attention. There's a lot of different groups, a lot of different organizations that are interested in this from various different reasons. A lot of people are interested in it for oil rights, a lot of people are interested for preserving land, ownership of land, and many other reasons. For the most part, however, this movement is very much so centered around the Sioux Indian tribe. The Sioux Indian tribe is a native tribe to the South and North Dakota land. Back in 2014, the Dakota Access Pipeline Plan was first introduced, and the pipeline is to be built by the Texas Base Energy Transfer Partners, and is designed to transport as many as 570,000 barrels of crude oil from North Dakota to Illinois. The, pipe, the pipeline would travel underneath the Missouri River, which is the primary drinking water for the Sioux Tribe, of over 10,000 people. The Sioux Tribe, and like many other protesters, are concerned about this because it may possibly pollute the water, disrupt ancient burial grounds, and even possibly contribute to man-made climate change. With these events recently coming to many's attention, thousands of protesters have gone to Standing Rock to help with creating a voice for these people. The pipeline, luckily for us, I do know one of those voices by the name of Ryan Schmidt, who did make it out to Standing Rock for his latest documentary project. Ryan and his team drove 30 hours from Chico to North Dakota, and here's what he had to say about his adventure. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next interview of the podcast. We have a very special guest today. Mr. Ryan Schmidt, who is an individual that I had the pleasure of going to Chico State with. And without further ado, I'm going to let Ryan kind of introduce himself. Ryan, tell us where you're coming from, what you study, and just anything you want us to know about you. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for having me on the show, Davis. This is a big pleasure for myself. Um, where to begin? I'm from Chico, born and raised here, so decided to hang around a little bit longer, go to Chico State, meet as many more people as I can. I was lucky enough to meet Davis right here. And between all of that, I mean, I'm studying media arts. Uh, I love videography, photography, anything using a camera, and uh, a lot of different avenues of media within that. So that's, that's where I'm at. Awesome. And, which is a great segue into what we're going to be talking about, you and your video arts magic that you've been uh, pursuing at the wonderful California State University, Chico, has brought you to your latest project, or one of your latest projects, and that was you got to experience Standing Rock, and you actually went out there, and you are currently filming, putting together a documentary about the event. So if you want to just give us a quick insight of to, you know, when you went there and then what this documentary is about. Yeah, yeah. So a friend and I were talking one day in one of our classes, and I just brought it up to him. I had kind of decided this about a month or two before um, Thanksgiving that I wanted to go to Standing Rock and make some sort of a film, something just to capture what was going on there because I felt it was a very important event. 
And I brought it up to him, and he said, damn, you know, like, I was going to go home, hang out with the family, and be be around together in that sort of sense, but he, he kind of felt the same way. And when he brought it up to his parents, his mom had also been planning to go without our knowledge later in the month of November towards December. And so we all kind of came together and said, you know, we've all had this sort of feeling, this calling, we need to be there at Standing Rock and give whatever time we can. And so... Thanksgiving break was the next week, I think, when we decided that we were all going to go together. And so we had about a week to prepare. Um, the filming was an aspect I really wanted to cover. My other friend was a videographer, Trevor Foster. A lot of you know Trevor, I'm sure. Uh, so we went out there, and for those five days, yeah, it was, it was one type of experience. Awesome, awesome. And obviously this is an event ordeal that went down that really gained national attention very quickly um through all kinds of outlets i mean news networks social media outlets everyone was hearing about um the events that were transpiring so for someone to actually have gone and been at part of that experience is pretty unique and to be able to talk to somebody about that so i know it's a super vague question here to kind of start out and it's going to be very difficult for you to narrow it down but can you just give us an essence of you know what we saw as individuals through like the internet world, through social media, what was it actually like compared to be a part of this movement and be surrounded by these people that were genuinely caring about the cause? Yeah. So yeah, definitely a big question, but I can do my best to answer that. What I've seen a lot on social media and all these websites is mostly the negative side of police violence and things happening at the actions, um, which is really only a very small fraction of what is actually going on there. Um, within the camps, people are... It's a, it's a different society we entered. It, it felt like we went to another country that was far removed from anything that's near us. I mean, during our entire week there, we never exchanged money once. That was... Dollar bills were not a thing there, and it was um, much more a uh, donation of your time, of your energy, to learning a new task. We helped build uh, a lot of new teepees while we were there. We were putting almost one up a day to kind of winterize the camp. Um, it was, and you don't really see that, I don't think, on the social media videos. You don't see the very, very strong sense of community that's there because it's founded on a love for this environment. Yeah, at Standing Rock, it was, uh, yeah, at the beginning of, I, I think, a very strong movement. And Standing Rock is kind of the first step that all these people didn't know who were really there, all these people that really, truly cared about what was going on. And, I mean, there's so many causes. There's indigenous rights. There's the fossil fuel industry fighting against that. There's the land rights, these treaties that are well over 150 years old now. Um, yeah, all these people kind of fighting each other and said, hey, wow, what's going on? You live in Washington. You're from Arizona. You're from North Carolina. Like, you guys are from Canada, Germany. I mean, groups of people from literally, it's an international camp at this point because there are so many people from also visiting countries and um, areas that I never would have imagined people coming together. Yeah, that's incredible. And I was actually just going to ask you that was what kind of diversity was represented um, with everyone that was taking part in the movement so what uh i guess in terms of that diversity was everyone there pretty much for the same kind of cause or did you find that it was more of a mid bad that people were here because of this reason or because of that reason kind of idea yeah um 
That's a good question. A lot of people there uh, were there for different reasons. Um, you didn't have too many people there for the wrong reasons, and those people were easy to find and obviously removed from the camp because uh, they're both very prayerful camps, and it's not... Some people, I, you could say, like came out there thinking it was some festival or a party or something like that, came out in all these crazy outfits, and they were just very out of place. It's like, this is not... We're not celebrating anything right now. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, for environmental causes, for these indigenous rights, you, you can separate them and kind of parcel them out, but they all kind of came together into this one just kind of the final straw for people that said i couldn't sit in a home be i don't just watch it anymore i really had to come out here very cool and not only are you there with the people but you're also going to be telling a story through this whole idea i mean you're gonna you had like you're just talking to me before we started you know interviews with people there's a lot of video coverage that you did when you went out there so what kind of project are you working on right now to try to help tell this story good good so um, I want the story to come from the people that were there. I, w I don't want to put my voice into it um, more than I need to, and I want to keep my voice very minimal. And I want it to be stories of the people that were at the camps, the people that were on the front lines, um, what they were doing there. And I got some really amazing stuff while I was out there. Um, getting to be... I mean, when we got there, we didn't start filming. We knew we were going to get there, and probably not film to the second or probably the third day we were there, and that's kind of what happened. So the first two days were spent almost entirely just helping out the camp, getting to know people, um, doing whatever we could to be of service there, and we got to meet some really great people doing that. And I think getting to know someone, if you have the chance, I know in filming and in these settings it's not always possible, but getting to know the person just, just a little bit, just some conversation with them, uh, and then give that some time and then let that turn into an interview with them. You'll get much more, much, uh, many more answers that are gaining trust, I think. And they'll be able to open up more to you. That's what I found. And so it was great being able to do that and really getting to connect with these people before, you know, I set up the camera and made, made a little video with them. Very cool. Did you personally, this is a personal question here, because you talked about earlier kind of like going to a whole separate world, you know, did it? kind of made you look at our world differently in terms of like things that you appreciate and things that we take for granted sometimes that some people don't really think about? Exactly. Um, that's a great question. Yeah, it was, it really just felt um, like a home at Standing Rock. And a lot of people said that there, just being so closely connected to the land that is there, to the native people that was there. Um, and just living communally was the biggest thing I took away. Um, if you ever have the chance, go live in a communal setting for five days, ten days, however long you can. It's really, really unique experience. It's completely different than how we live our lives here in America and in most Western societies. Um, we had one communal kitchen that served just about 300 people each day. Uh, sleeping arrangements, if you came into the camp and you didn't have a tent or something with you, they almost always had a place for you to stay, and people would be switching spots and stuff all the time, but uh, in one of the interviews, a girl I um, interviewed, she mentioned that you can sleep in these really small spaces, and not even necessarily the same sp space each night, but 
you can still be really happy with that. And it's not when you kind of let go of these needs of like huge bedrooms and huge beds and stuff like that. Um, and just really getting to live in that community sense. That was really yeah. I mean, that's a feeling. That's human interaction at its finest. And that's what we're programmed to do, you know, as humans to be connected with one another. And I feel like we do in society, you know, trying to lose track of that, especially with just all the things that transpired this year, being just like a country divided, this whole idea that unity is like important and that as in like you need to find a place to be. But at the same time, it's like find a place to be, but do it in an effective manner. Be it don't like just conform to something because somebody says so, but also do it like you said, and like controlling atmosphere where you can feel like you're supported and also support other individuals if that makes sense so i think it's interesting you know like how this whole happened where the timing of it's very interesting you know like when when the country the state that we're in right now and then have an event like this i think you know it's a terrible thing that's happening to these people but at the same time it's almost eye-opening to a, a lot of certain causes like this this is a good thing this is kind of happening in a way because it, we have to actually see in it an issue that needs to be addressed and also just more than that an issue of human productivity that we can generate from being together so these two far end polarities of both worlds one of humans recognizing the need for this great great change in our society in the way we're moving moving to renewable energies stop the use of fossil fuels as you know much of a decline as you can give to that it's going to take some time but really just going through this big transition as a society and even as individuals to recognize that these, these things are happening exactly for a reason. It, uh, Michael said in one of the interviews that his people had predicted this black snake coming through the Missouri River and this black snake is the pipeline, the Dapple pipeline. And this is something that Sitting Bull predicted. This is something that a lot of the old um, elders of these tribes predicted. And Michael talked about it. And he said, it is a black snake, but it needs... To, I mean, all of this needs to be brought into awareness. And Standing Rock is that uh, catalyst for awareness to these issues. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap up here just real quick. But I want to make sure that people are able to see the project that you're working on. So... Please, I'm going to put all the description or excuse me, the links of everything that you're putting out in the description of the podcast, but um, kind of give us an idea of where we're going to be able to find this once it's completed and kind of like time frame what you've been working so on. So this video I'm shooting to have done, uh, let's, let's say end of January, I'm going to be going up to Tahoe this season to work up there and I'm bringing all of my computers, all of my uh, camera equipment and stuff and I'm going to be editing up there on my time off. So that given said, um, hoping to have it done by the end of January. And Sweet. yeah, where we can find it. So I've got a page on Facebook called the Protectors of Standing Rock. And that's kind of where we're posting updates and stuff about the project houses coming along. Then we also have the uh, generosity.com, Protectors of Standing Rock. We've got a campaign on there that you can follow. And donate to if you've got that ability that's awesome we've got you know little gifts and thank you notes on the side for certain amounts that you donate um and then if you're in the area i think sometime in february march here in chica we'll do a screening like the first screening of cool it. well yeah so people go ahead go find these links uh go ahead and like the page i've already i've been 
checked out all the stuff you've been putting out and it's been great so far so uh, make sure to check that out Ryan thank you so much for talking to us um, any final comments um, any final comments uh, this is not over by any means at all um, they're still drilling they're still drilling the damn pipeline um, yeah I mean even though they got the request from the Army Corps of Engineers they're continuing to drill so and Standing Rock is just like I said the tip of the iceberg for this problem that is really going to need some greater attention in the future from all of us, from all of us that are watching this, from all of us that are breathing this air. I mean, this is going to be our future, and we've really got to start taking charge of it. Um, so just keep keep that in mind as we continue to live in, I mean, we live in a very privileged country here in America. We are all very blessed to live here. Um, but we have a lot of power to make change in in that blessing so uh keep that in mind um everyone has the power to make change here yeah that's about it <laughs> awesome very well said well ryan thank you very much for being on the show and everyone go check out the stuff that he is making out there thank you guys thank you davis mm-hmm.